0: Welcome back to the Sheath Electric podcast, our first podcast of 2024. Thank you so much for joining me today and I just want to wish you all the happiest of years ahead. My wish for you is that you live this year with intention and I don't know what that means for you this year but I'm going to share a little bit about what it means for me As I reflected on this new year that we are in, one of the things that I've been thinking about is what I'm leaving behind in 2023. What are the things that I'm ready to let go of so that I can create space for new things? And for me, one of those things is letting go of being right. I think that if I'm perfectly honest with you guys, I am a bit of a know-it-all. And it's a trait that I see running in my family, actually, to be honest with you, that we are a big bunch of know-it-alls. And when we get together, it can often be a competition of, you know, proving who is right. And the reason that I want to let this trait go in 2024 is because I want to cultivate the skill of influence. And what I notice is that in order to be influential, you need to be laser focused on listening to other people and understanding their perspectives. And being right actually becomes a distraction. As many of you, longtime listeners of the pod, will know, I am a reality TV fiend at times. It is my vice. I only like highbrow shows, things that show, like, look, Lots of luxury, glossy, shiny people. Those are the kind of shows that I like. And while I was indulging over the Christmas holidays, one of the shows I was watching, I think it's called something like Selling Beverly Hills. This show is all about selling million dollar properties in Beverly Hills. I was watching one of the top realtors talking about watching a young intern with the overall boss, who is one of the most incredible realtors in the country. He has sold more million dollar properties, and more 20 million dollar properties than states. And what he was reflecting was that as he saw these younger people spending time with the boss, what they were trying to do whenever they were with him was prove their worth. And he was mocking them and saying, if I've ever got any time with this guy, like I am using that time to listen and to learn. And I'm making sure that any questions which his specific expertise is going to be able to answer and give me value on, I am going to be asking him because he's got all this experience, which is really unique. I'm going to be maximizing my opportunity for learning rather than making it about what he thinks of me. I found this so interesting and it really made me think that in so many interactions, I myself am very focused on being heard. One of the relationships where I, I particularly notice this is when I'm interacting with my husband. I've got a real pattern of telling him all about my business and constantly asking like, are you listening? Are you listening? I'm always wanting his full attention. And as I've reflected on the interactions, I'm not using the opportunity to ask him what he thinks. I, I want to share, I want to be heard. And I think that's normal, that's a part of being human, is that our deepest need is to be seen and heard. But actually, I started to think about this and think about the fact that My husband actually has had some really big jobs and he's got a lot of experience that's very different to the experience that I've got. And what would happen is instead of telling him what's been happening and what I'm up to, I approached an interaction with him with a view of asking him, what he thought about things and using it as an opportunity to gain a different perspective and learn something. And I just want to share with you this experience because it was so interesting what happened. One day recently we were out for a walk and I put into practice what I've just been sharing with you guys. I went into the conversation with intention. I was completely prepared for how I wanted this to go. And I opened the conversation by asking him, for what you know about my business, what would you say is an area that like, I, I, I'm overlooking? Where would you recommend that I focus my time? On? What's something that you think I'm missing? And he took the bait and launched right into it. As I said, this is disrupting our normal patterns. So I kept noticing that as he was sharing with me his views, I wanted to jump in and justify to him that I was doing what he was saying or prove to him that I had been thinking about that. So the intention aspect of it was really, really important. It was absolute top of my mind that the purpose of this conversation was for me to listen and to learn. By focusing on really listening, it took the sting out of some of the things that I think if I hadn't had that intention, I wouldn't have been able to receive in the same way. I'm so in it on my business that there's lots of different things floating around in my mind all the time of where I want to focus my attention, of what I want to do in this particular area. And because it's just me, I often get distracted and I get pulled over to one thing. I have a finite amount of time. And he really honed in on this one area of my business, which absolutely resonated with thinking that I've had about where I want to focus my time this year. And that was on corporate contracts. So he said to me that the thing that I was missing was that, I was already in, in a couple of companies. I've already established contracts with about three or four different companies. And now it's about leveraging those contracts and about expanding the the work that I'm already doing, rather than going to new organizations, continually doing business development. Another thing that he pointed out to me was that I have Quite a lot of people in my immediate circle who are really good connections that I haven't tapped up since my business had moved to the next level so whilst I might have spoken to them very early on things have changed a lot in the last year and I have different office now I have a much higher level of clarity than I did a year ago and he reeled off like five or six people in about a minute I was just listening my mouth wide open that like that the, I'd overlooked these things. The other really interesting thing that he said to me was that I'm holding back on leveraging the existing relationships I have with my client. And he's absolutely right. This is something that I've been sitting on for several months now. And that is, if I'm honest with you, it's because it's uncomfortable. So it was great to have this perspective from him That was confirming things that i had been thinking about and then also was just forcing me to be really honest about why i was avoiding particular things so i can't emphasize enough how important it was that i was focused on listening in this conversation uh, time and time again the temptation arose for me to justify myself and sometimes i couldn't resist it and i did start doing it And then i I recognized that i was doing it and pulled back and asked some follow-up questions it was really all about getting super super deep in my listening and a couple of the a couple of the questions the follow-up questions that i asked and the clarification yielded even more useful information and i have to say that we were on this walk for about an hour and, and this resource is right in front of my eyes. So this was a real eye-opening, wow moment for me that I'd had a completely different outcome from a walk, interaction, exchange with my partner. How many of these opportunities exist all around me all the time that I'm missing or I'm not Grabbing by the horns. So, with that in mind, I started to think about some of the people that I talked with my husband about, and also the people that I was going to be seeing over the next week. And one of those people was a very good family friend. And this family friend has a lot of very relevant experience for the work that I'm going to be doing with business development over. As I knew that I was gonna be seeing him in a social setting, I started to prepare and think about that opportunity. Like I had prepared for the conversation with my husband. I just had in my mind what my questions would be. And I had the intention of being laser focused on learning from him and making sure that I was rolling back into that pattern proving myself to him and knowing, being absolutely conscious of the fact that that's the opposite. The opposite of what I want to do is spend time talking about what I've achieved. I really want to be laser focused on what are the things that he knows that I don't know. So my questions weren't about trying to prove I was smart. They were about gaining insight and about gaining specific information. And again, when I went into this conversation with this intention, amazing things happened. I was very specific about the opening question that I had. And the question that I had to him was, how would he approach business development? I gave him a brief summary of how much money I'd earned last year in my business. So he knows that I'm not messing around. I also shared with him who within particular organizations at what level I'm working with. So I gave some context to the credibility that I had already within the organisations that I want to do business development. And then I asked him, what would his advice be for me to expand my business within these particular companies? So in my mind, there were three different options. It was going through HR. It was speaking with individuals who could be my clients and with a view that they would advocate for me, or it was my least favorite option, which was going to the decision maker, seeing how high I could get up in an organization to present my proposal or my program. And his perspective was so different from mine. He has held positions within organizations that are totally beyond any position I've ever had. And so by brainstorming on real problems and challenges that I'm actually facing and being vulnerable about what I'm not sure about and seeking his advice, not only was it building connection between us, but I was also engaging him in my business and in me. And I got access to his outlook. He was consulting me on the issue and... As I said, from somebody who's been at the top of the chain, his perspective was very different from mine. He was very focused on how decisions actually get made and was encouraging me to not necessarily follow the HR route, but make the proposals to the decision makers and seek a sponsor within each business who is essentially going to fund any program that I'm proposing. So this was... It's so valuable for me. It it makes makes me think again about the eighty twenty Pareto's principle that I was talking about in December. Taking note of the fact that the things that are uncomfortable they don't take a lot of time. It's the things that we waste time on are the things that feel more comfortable. So those reaching out to those very very senior people and putting ourselves out there where we could get rejected, where we feel very vulnerable, where we feel very exposed, that's where the gold is. (laughs) Another interesting thing that we talked about, and again, I was prepared to ask him about this because I was coming from this intention of seeking to learn something from him rather than needing to have all of the answers. I was very vulnerable about not not being sure about particular things. And one of the things that I was sharing with him was that I've got several things happening in my business right now. I've got one senior leadership coaching, which is a high ticket. And then I'm also developing some group programs within businesses. This is more of a leadership cohort. And I prefaced it by, I said to him, oh, I, I think my zone of genius is one-to-one coaching. That's what I love doing. I really enjoy it. And I think that I'm I'm good at it and the group things and working them out at the moment. So it's not something that I have as much experience of to know how much I like it and to know how energizing I find it. And it was so interesting that I hadn't just been open about it and said, I'm not sure yet. I'd, i kind of steered it towards this bit that like stroked my ego a bit and thinking executive coaching is the route that I want to go down. And he he actually coached me a little bit on this issue. Um, he was gently pointing out to me that within a business, if you're the decision maker, it's much easier for you to say yes to a program that's for a leadership cohort than it is to say yes big spends on random individual people because of the way that my business has worked so far, which is that I have had these individual clients where the business has funded them. I've assumed that that, that's the route that I should pursue. After we talked about it, I really realized that my business will grow a lot quicker through the group cohort programs either way what whatever happens in the year ahead I got a lot to think about from this conversation and like the conversation with my husband I was having these power hours and I'd got all of this information from this time which was always happening this wasn't work time it was just that I had gone into these situations and rather than looking at the parent as a bit of a dad figure, or oh God, my husband who I see all the time, I taken a step back and thought, what experience did they have that I don't have? And this is true for so many of us in so many situations, that there are people around us that would be able to help us or that we could ask things about. If we just are willing to listen and to be a bit vulnerable and to stop being a know-it-all and stop feeling like we should know it all, that we need to know it all. Another couple of things that I also learned from this conversation. We talked a lot about how to engage people and how to provide information. One of the things that he shared with me was that when he was an executive director, he used to think that his um, reports to his board were works of art. And now that he sits on quite a lot of other boards, he recognises that they actually weren't that great. And the thing that he kept saying to me over and over again was short and sweet. Make it as short as possible and make it really easy for people to pass on. And wherever possible, do things face-to-face on a quick call and I I, this was one of the times when I had a follow-up question and I said to him I really don't like to ask people for like a one hour call or even sometimes 30 minutes because I know how busy they are and I said but I feel ridiculous about saying would you be available for a 15 minute call to talk about something that's quite meaty and he was of a complete opposite view where he was like asking somebody for a 15 minute phone call shows them that you really respect their time and also demonstrates that you can succinctly explain something in a way that they can then explain it to somebody else. Because if it takes you an hour to explain something, like they don't want to have to keep explaining it themselves for another hour. So it was so interesting to think about this, about how to engage people and provide them with follow-up information that they can then use to further your idea or further whatever you're suggesting within the business. And the last thing that we talked about was always coming back to this question, what is in it for them? So any time that you are seeking to get time with somebody or you want help from somebody, it's always really important to think about what is in it for them. And sometimes what is in it for them is that they want to help you. It feels great for people to help you. In which case, if you approach somebody and say, I'd really appreciate your help on this matter. I'd really appreciate your advice on this matter or your guidance on this matter. It makes them feel valued. I could sense that in this interaction. I could sense that because I'd approached it with a desire to learn from him and to ask him for help. He had been so forthcoming in his help and in his support. And same is true with my husband. He had also given me so many great ideas. And I think sometimes he he doesn't do that because I'm not coming to him and asking him for help. I'm not coming and asking for suggestions. And probably should he dare give me one, I'm shutting it down or I'm telling him I already know it. So much of the time we're focused on proving our own worth, on proving value, on proving that we're right, we miss the chance to learn and we also miss the chance to influence other people and to influence the situation. I want to end today's episode encouraging you to consider what would happen if you went into everyday situations and conversations around you with the mindset of what if I shift my intention towards listening and learning? There are so many people around us, our parents, our partners, our teams, our children. They all have gifts and wisdom to impart on us. If we open ourselves up and we become curious and we truly listen, there's so much we can learn. Thank you for joining me today for another episode of Sheath Electric.